In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. We prayed for a lot of things just now, but without looking your papers, pop quiz, in two words, what was the thing we asked the most? Two words. Raise us. Over and over again, our prayer was, raise us. This prayer is addressed to the mother of God, who with Jesus' love and mercy, he shares with us. She becomes our mother. And today we came to our mother, we came to mom, with a simple petition, raise us. Why do we pray that? We pray that because all of us, despite whatever we might think, we are all being raised. Now, we're told a lot of things these days. One of the lies that we are told is that we can choose for ourselves, and that's true in its essence. We've been talking about freedom a lot. We are going to choose what we do, but the lie is that we choose it as if we have no influence from anywhere. And the truth is that we are all being raised. We're being raised by our parents. We're being raised by extended family, aunts, uncles, grandparents. We're also being raised by teachers, authors, TV producers, movie directors, bloggers, and people that put anything they want to put out on the internet because they can. There's some good things about that. One of the bad things is no one is going, should it go out there? And if you think anything you read, anything you hear, anything you see doesn't influence you, you are lying to yourself. It's a lie. Science will prove it to you if you want to investigate it. Forget the side of faith for a moment. Science will tell you every smell you smell, every sight you see, every word you read is all recorded. Our brain is better than any supercomputer we've ever made and probably will ever make. It's all there. Only you don't always know it's there. And so all those things are influencing us and they are raising us mostly without us even noticing. So today we came to our mother, the Theotokos, and all those things we prayed about keep us from this and keep us from that. Why do we pray that? Because we can make the mistake and have them raise us without even knowing we're allowing it. So as we spend our last day together for this year at camp, you may have noticed that while you were here, your priests and your bishop and your counselors, we've been encouraging you to think a certain way and to think away from other ways. And that was very intentional. Because you might hear in our voices a little bit of worry. Sometimes it's a little bit of worry, sometimes it's a lot of worry. What are we worried about? We're worried that in this world you're going to be raised by all kinds of people and influences that will appear to be very good for you. They appear to give you what you want, which we too often equate with, if I want it and I get it, that's good. 
And yet, if we listen to the wisdom of God, the wisdom of the church, those things aren't good. They're not good for you. They might give you a little pleasure. They might give you a little fun. They might give you a little escape. They might even relieve a little of the stress that you feel. A lot of the anxiety that a lot of us deal with. But they're not good for us. If I'm out on a rowboat, having been, my ship went down and I'm on the rowboat and I'm thirsty, and I'm out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, I might look down and go, oh, look at the water, I'm thirsty, let me drink it. What happens if you drink salt water when you're thirsty? You get more thirsty. And what do you do? You drink more water. And the more that salt water you drink, you're actually drinking to your death. And so if we sound worried about these things that are out there in the world, we're worried that you're not going to recognize that they're bad for you. That they're not good for you. That it's a lie. We heard about being protected from lies. But here's why none of us need worry. And here's why we all can live in peace. Because with all the temptations that are out there and all the confusion that's out there and all the false promises that the world is going to give you, you mount all of that together, all the world's promises, and it's nothing. And you get one little drop of what comes from God and it's everything. There is no competition. There isn't the power of God and the power of evil. God is the powerful one. The devil has no power unless we give it to him. And so when we're worried, we're worried that you're going to give it to him. We don't want that for you because he's lying. Some of you know the story of Moses of Ethiopia. Did a lot of bad things in his life. He was what we would call today a gang leader. And he was roaming through different communities. And he looked and he saw what looked like to be a little town. They must have nice things there. We can rob them. We can attack their women. Go eat all their food. So he did what any good criminal will do. He scouted out and he watched. But while he was watching with a very evil intent what he realized was those people, they had something he didn't have. Not just money and food and all the rest. They had peace. They had joy. They had love. And eventually he goes down and he asks them, what is going on here? I've never had peace in my life and you have it here in abundance. And they told him, and he became a monk, and through his entire life he struggled to maintain his faith in Jesus. And it wasn't easy. And even after becoming a monk, he struggled to maintain that pure life, and he fell and fell and fell. To one day he was so discouraged that even though he had followed Christ, he was still struggling. And he went to the abbot and he said, Abba, I don't know what to do. I'm afraid if I go into my cell and alone, I'm going to commit sin. He went to the abbot. He said, I don't want to go in. I'm afraid I'm going to fall to the temptations. 
The abbot said, let me show you something. He said, look to the west. The west of us would be over that way. He said, look up to the west. What do you see? And the abbot gave him a vision of the devil. We heard about a vision of the devil from Father Nick yesterday. He saw the devil and the demons and all the evil things. And they appeared very powerful. And the abbot said to him, what do you see? And he told him, I see the devil. I see all the demons. Look, they're going to tempt me. They're going to make me fall again. And he said, my son, now look to the east. He turned around, he looked. He saw the angels. He saw the saints. He saw the Theotokos that you and I were praying to this morning, asking her to raise us, and he saw Jesus. He said, my son, which side is more powerful? He said, well, evil appears to have power, but now I see it has none. And our God is so humble. But he has all the power because he has all the love. And the abbot said to him, you're right. Now go back to your cell and pray. We're sending you back to your cells. We're sending you back home. We're sad to do it because we like to be with you. We like to be with each other. And thankfully, we have... Every time we pray, every time we go to church, we can't see each other, we're together. So we send you home, we send you back to your cell. We might be afraid for you, but we shouldn't be. Because we know you can be tricked by all the lies and all the confusions out there, and there's a lot of it. And if we're afraid, it's because there's so much confusion and so many lies. Some of you are holding on to them right now. You feel the pull of the love of God. And you're holding on tight to the lies because you know if you change, you can't go back and it's going to be hard. Well, it is going to be hard. It is hard to let go of the ideas that this world is going to teach you that are against the truth of God. It's going to be hard. Just like it was hard for St. Moses. But it's not as hard as we can imagine it to be if we see who the devil really is and who God really is. Nothing can compete with the love of God. And if you saw nothing else this week, remember that you saw the love of God. You saw it with your own eyes. Where did you see it? You saw it in the counselors, in us clergy, who love you. We don't just tell you we love you, we show you. We leave our homes and our cushy jobs and our air conditioning to come and be with you to share what we have. Not because we're so great and... No, we love you. And we want you to have what we have. Believe me, we still struggle to have it too. None of us. If I could speak for Bishop Thomas and for my brother clergy, we struggle as much as you. We understand the struggle. Don't think us to say, well, it's easy for us. And No, it's hard. And Jesus told us from the beginning, it's going to be hard. Why hard? So we can have that freedom, Sedna told us. We have. But that means it doesn't mean it's not easy. And it doesn't mean it's easy. It's hard. We understand that. But don't make it harder than it is. Don't try to hold on to both. Be clear in your eyes, clear in your hearts, and decide who you want to raise you. You're going to be raised. Whether you think you are or not, you're going to be raised. Hopefully by godly parents, 
and hopefully by the church. So you saw love from us. You also saw love just in God's creation. And every time we heard the scriptures, and every time we came to church, we reminded of the love of Jesus. Jesus who loved us so much that it wasn't good enough for God to say, as he told us in the Old Testament, here's my commandments, here's my truth, here are the prophets. He said, I'm going to go and show them myself. And he spread out his arms on the cross and said, I love you. So I'm not worried that you're not going to have love shown to you. I do get worried that you're not going to see it. I do get worried you're going to get so busy and your lives are filled with so much noise that you might not hear the voice of a very quiet, humble God. But I love you. And I know that when you want to, everything you seek you're going to find. We heard it this week. They heard it in the gospel this week. Seek first the kingdom of God as righteousness. And everything you need is going to be given to you. You're going to find it. I'm not worried about that at all. I hope that this week has been a week of strengthening for you. I hope it's been a week of clarity. Shaking off the fog of all the confusion. I want to congratulate you. You've lived now four plus days without a phone in your pocket. For some of you, that was hard. For some of you, that phone's like an attachment. We all struggle with that. It's like another part of our body now. You need breaks from it all. You need breaks from all the things, of all the things you get from people who nobody has to clear it. Is it right, wrong, good, bad? And when you leave, leave knowing that God loves you just as much wherever you are as he loved you here. Did you feel loved while you were here? I did. Raise your hand if you felt loved when you were here. It's no less real when you go home. God isn't any less real. The church isn't any less real. The witness of the saints isn't any less real. It's all real. But you're going to decide who it is that's going to raise you going forward. Make today's prayer your prayer going forward. Let the Theotokos raise you. Let your godly parents and clergy raise you. Let the church raise you. And as we prayed over and over again, let them raise us to life in the kingdom of heaven. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.